Welcome to the Leaders Team Podcast, made for school leaders by school leaders. Welcome to the Leaders Podcast, the podcast for school leaders by school leaders. I'm Katie, the Subject Leadership Lead here at Twinkle. And I'm Daisy, the Senior Leadership Lead here at Twinkle. In today's episode, we are joined by Charlie Derbyshire, the founder and CEO of Educake. Educake is an online learning platform which provides homework and revision for many key stage three and GCC subjects. And it's now launched into primary, covering English, maths, and science. Hi, Charlie. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. How are you doing? Really good, thank you, and great to have you with us. So, could you tell us a little bit about your background and your inspiration for Educake? Yeah, I came out of university um, and got a job writing books for CGP, doing the revision guides. So, I started writing those in the Lake District, where I'm from. Yeah, after about 10 years, I was running their product development and I wanted to kind of do something myself really and I wanted to do something online. Yeah, Educate, what I wanted to do was create something that was really easy to use and straightforward and helped teachers with the problem of homework primarily and formative assessment and getting information, useful information really quickly and easy about what their kids knew and didn't know. But there's a definite need and, and there'd been successful things like my maths at the time was really successful in maths, but there hadn't been anything for any other subjects. And I thought we should be able to write questions that can help students build the knowledge and skills that they need for other subjects like science and English and geography and, and everything really, yeah. So Charlie, if I was to have never heard of Educate before and was to go on as a teacher uh, or school leader, what sort of things could I do? How, how could I use it with my class or with my school? The idea is that it's really straightforward and easy so you just you know sign up for a free trial and then you can choose from a bank of thousands and thousands of questions matched to whatever you're teaching so if you're in primary it will cover the key stage two uh, english maths and science curricula or if you're in secondary it'll cover the exam boards at gcse or key stage three curricula and then you can choose the questions on the topics that you want to teach that match exactly that point in the curriculum or the specification points and then you can choose them select like difficult questions or easy questions and then assign them to your classes or your group of students and then you just click assign and off it goes to the students then the students they log in uh, and then on their phones or tablets or pcs or whatever answer some questions get feedback and then you get to see as a teacher what questions your class struggled with or didn't struggle with or how long your students each student took on a quiz or what they knew or didn't know or if any students did particularly well or not so well so yeah that helps you to identify those sort of gaps in learning those trends within the class and yeah because then at the next lesson you can think actually they didn't understand uh long division or mixed number fractions or whatever it is and you can go and teach it again and you can use that question that that class didn't understand and mm -hmm. you can see their exact answers and you can say actually quite a lot of you didn't get this right let's go over it again and let's let's help you yeah, that's really great. And the um, workload time-saving element to that for teachers is just fantastic. And it's that continuous feedback from your pupils um, without having to look at loads of pieces of paper or someone having lost it or <laughs> creating something yourself because that bank is already there. Yeah, like we, we survey our teachers and they say it takes saves them around four hours a week. Wow, that's amazing. Which, you know, we've got... Like, I don't know, 20, 25,000 teachers using it every week. So that's a lot of work that's like yeah. 100,000 hours a week being saved across the country. It's a lot. Absolutely. Essential to 
support the children, but also support the teachers with that workload balance. So I know that you've introduced some extra data analysis to educate. Can you tell us a bit about why you decided to do that and why that's useful for teachers and leaders? Yeah, yeah, we did. We've got, we have had data analysis like student lead tables and mark books and obviously information about each quiz. Um, and in the quizzes, you can see like the national average for every question and you can see how your class did. So you can com compare things. But I wanted to take it a step further, really. And we've got enormous amounts of data. We've got, I think, 2 billion answers to, to, to questions um, across all different subjects. We've got massive amount of information on the students and the classes. And the new data analysis tool is designed to get information for, for, for teachers, meaningful information. It, it will show things like, you know, what, what percentage correct they got on any topic. And you can do that by class, or you can drill down to students and pupils, or you can compare years, or at a trust level, you'll be able to compare academies or schools within that trust. So you can ideally think, actually, let's see who's teaching this topic best. Maybe they are doing something in the way that they teach that the others aren't doing, and maybe they could learn from that. And so you can help trusts share best practice across, across their academies and schools. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that what teachers really want to know is if a pupil or student has done better than that pupil or student should have done on the topic or worse than that pupil or student should have done on the topic. So you need to be able to look at their past performance and work out how they are going to do, do that. So we use a lot of fairly hefty algorithms to, to do that. So for every single topic, if you set a quiz on, um, a new topic, it will be able to predict what that what that child should get within a range. And mm. um, we use a lot of national rankings to do, to do that. It comes up in the end with a happy smiley face if they've done really well, and a bit of a sad face if they haven't done well. And you get a smiley face if they've done like as expected, obviously. Um, but the idea is that teachers then can just focus on those children who really need praise, or those children who need intervention to say we just didn't do didn't do quite as well as you normally do on this on this mm. piece so was there anything wrong with it is there anything you found difficult so it gives them an extra kind of layer but they don't actually have to go into creating huge spreadsheets or anything like that actually they can just get that information straight away it is possible and and that's amazing because i for me i can picture myself sat at a big table with various grids and spreadsheets and a ruler to try and like look at the right column and, and put things together to identify those sorts of trends. And I, I reckon as, you know, I can see that being a real benefit as well, that if a child is getting, you know, the equivalent of a hundred percent the whole time, actually looking at it being too easy and pushing those greater depth children who, um, you know, identifying that actually we're not challenging them enough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and also you need to know that like, some children, they might do really well and they might be getting 85% or a class might be doing brilliantly. But then they get like 70% of the child and that actually is quite a good score for the, for the rest of the class. But for that particular child, it isn't. Mm. And as a teacher, you know, instinctively in being in the class, how that's going. But for things like supply teachers or if you're a head of year in a secondary school, you don't know the individual children. You don't know that. So... It, it gives them context that mm. that they don't know they might not normally have, and I think 
what you were saying about meaningful data is massive because in schools we know there's there's vast amounts of data for different things and it can get so it's so easy to get lost in looking at certain numbers or certain demographics and measures actually like you're saying pulling out the nitty-gritty of yes that's still good but for that child it potentially could be better and trying to pick apart what what the issue is in the particular strands that need working on so the importance of meaningful data can't be overestimated can it it's it's just when there is so much to do which thinks back to well-being and workload using like this as a, as a tool would really support leaders at all levels yeah we, well we hope so yeah and the feedback's been really positive um the schools that are trialing it i think it, it comes down to like one of our core reasons we do things is to help help teachers do what they enjoy which is not sitting in front of a book doing ticks and crosses and it's not entering data into a spreadsheet and fiddling around with things it's teaching children yeah but we give them the information to help them do the kind of subtle nuanced teaching that needs their expertise which is what teachers teachers enjoy and are passionate about on the whole and something i i'm thinking about instantly then as well when we're talking about meaningful data and the context of you know like a supply teacher who may not know the children and i'm thinking about transition and when you get your new class at the beginning of the year and you don't know them that well and there's always that feeling that you, you know, you need to get to know them really quickly because you don't want to waste that period of time. But actually the, the the system, the algorithms will already know that child and be able to help you with that from the get-go. Yeah, well, Educate already creates reports. So at any point it will create a report on on a child in, in that subject and telling you what their best, you know, how, how many questions they've asked, answered, how they typically do, what their best topics are, what their weakest topics are, how they cr- compare to the... Uh, rest of the class so and this will this will provide another another layer that's that's also particularly important between key stage two and key stage three which the new primary thing will really help with because let's say for science for example there's lots of problems with with key stage two science teaching and lots of teachers i talk to heads of science at secondary school say they just assume that children know nothing but that's not actually true and if they they can then see their educate data they can get an information get information about that class quite and at quite a detailed level really now the fact that educate goes into primary as well as secondary it allows that seamless transition doesn't it so if, if practitioners in secondary are using educate that can feed straight in to what they've already got data wise yeah i think so and it will be a tool that they already that you know that they already use so it, so it should be it should be really useful we're in the first stages of that journey into primary so we'll obviously be changing things as we as we learn more about what they need and what they don't need um but that's that's our kind of initial feedback and impressions here but also thinking about workload again with that transition having taught year six having been a leader supporting that transition from um key stage two to key stage, key stage three there is so much time you know you get it on a spreadsheet fill in manually from whatever your system is and it's really, it's not a joint up system at the minute. And like you said, you then can spend up to the first term getting to know your children. So, you know, the the workload time-saving possibilities are endless, really. I think so. And particularly with trusts who have lots of primaries and secondaries, they need to join them up and they do lots and lots of work on that transition. Um, but the information you get from SAT schools or like an end of topic or end of term test not very granular it's not you don't get that much you know you get much detail whereas actually if you've got information on like 
that the two thousand questions they did over the upper key stage two or something, that shows you much that gives you much more information. And it's not that you've got time you might not have time to use it, but if you need it, then you, you then it, then it's there. So I think it will really help. Absolutely. So you said that clearly Educate has an open dialogue with practitioners and you're getting a lot of feedback about things that are working. What have teachers told you that they find most useful when looking at assessment data? Well, there are so many things. It's difficult to pick one or two. I think the obvious thing is seeing which which quizzes, which questions in quizzes they didn't understand, which, you know, in a topic, they thought they'd covered a topic well, but you don't really know until you they until they answer questions and then you can see where the gaps are and then you can go and teach them again that's just that the biggest thing um i think there's another thing in that which is not really related to assessment but a teacher told me recently a couple of they were saying their biggest change is not related to assessment it's about the culture in the classroom because every lesson now never starts with a negative of why haven't you done your homework why haven't you done this it's because they already know that so they never have to do that they never have to say oh you didn't what is there anything wrong you didn't do it this week or you know what are you doing you haven't done any work for two weeks that i asked you to uh, it doesn't happen because they already know that so they can already have the conversation so the school so the classroom culture at the beginning is much can be much more positive and that that surprised me because i wasn't really kind of anticipating that it's not something that would jump out as an initial thought is it for data but it's about that collective culture and that whole approach of you know, really thinking about what's important to the children and how to share that best practice. So it, it makes sense, but it isn't something that would jump out as an initial thought, is it at all? No. And that's another thing, which is that um, in Educate, the children can set their own quizzes. Um, we've got, they can choose topics that they want to learn about and it will show them how well they've done with a kind of red, amber, green um, system. But also there's a little thing called this um, revision wizard, um, which we'll ask them a couple of questions like you would like to learn something new would you like to go over something you've already learned um would you like it to be easy or difficult and then it will look at or well, how have they done and then create a quiz custom a custom quiz for them for that that child and you know children do a lot of a lot of those like tens of millions every year quiz questions um and so the teacher can see exactly what they've done and in a, like a particularly in like lead tables, they they can see like across their class or across the year, like who's doing the most work outside or not outside. Like some some children really get into it, and it's not often that it's often not the children that you would predict. I've had that from many many teachers saying that it's not the yeah, it's not often the children you think are oh, they're really diligent, they're really hardworking, they're always going to do it. Like they get surprising children who really build their skills and understanding just themselves just like are spending like 10 minutes of, 10 minutes every other day doing a few questions it's really nice to see and what you're doing there almost is assessing a non-subject you're assessing that personality aren't you the, the diligence and the want to do better and that drive which is something that isn't measured in schools but is, is equally important and, and really taps into that with the educate vision tool yeah and that that was really really successful during covid as well and i think that relates to the way it can support children particularly in deprived families or families who don't have an and not not an academic or you know not an academic family or, or a family that can support their learning so it might be that the child wants to learn but doesn't really have the support that i've just like they do they have like a shared noisy bedroom or 
go in the living room, but actually they can just sit on the on the phone and answer like five questions, do loads of learning. And they might really, really like that. And they, it can be their own thing that they can do. So that's, that's going to be interesting to see. And I think that's got me thinking about, um, you know, from a leadership point of view, um, people premium spend and thinking about how we can provide those opportunities to address those gaps in so many ways, you know, parents who um, need support with that academic knowledge. Um, it could be parents working shifts, single parent households, looked after children, um, and it will also provide that rich feedback and data to to really assess the impact of your pupil premium spend and support for those children. And I think the way that it's um, the on the online aspect, the phone aspect, there's also a really good inclusion element there in that it's not requiring, you know, if there's a difficulty with fine motor skills and handwriting, that you know that's not an issue. And and this idea that you know most houses at least have a phone these days, um, so it's much easier than a system where you have to use a computer, use a keyboard, etc. And the kids know how to use phones better than we do. So there was it and maybe more enticed to do homework on a mobile phone. Yeah, we do find that it's quite popular. Um, and one thing I wanted to do is make sure that it doesn't use loads of data on a phone, which is mm. something that you'd kind of think about straight away. But if you've got like video content and this kind of thing, it's going to use someone's data and it's costly. Yeah. Whereas actually we're just sending tiny bits of text backwards and forwards. It's just nothing. So yeah. this is like educationally really valuable, but it doesn't cost them, you know, they're not going to use like all their data allowance or all their parents' data allowance. That's a really good point, especially in a, in a cost of living crisis. And, you know, I know that um, nowadays an unlimited data contract is not something we can all afford. And so we are working out how much we can have it. And we do tend to prioritise, which there's nothing wrong with it, because it's part of our well-being and downtime and what we enjoy. Things like streaming for videos and things, you know, favourite TV programme or, or Netflix. So this means it's not the family or the child doesn't have to um, substitute it for something else. No, and it means that the, the, the child can, can do the learning like, yeah, when they want. So, so for example, if they've got a low data contract on that child's phone, they can still do some work on the bus to school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the idea that they can do their homework on the bus to school is brilliant because it's overcoming that idea that homework has to be a massive task and a massive chore at home. Yeah, well, we talk about low, like low stakes formative assessment is what, what we bang on about at all times, really, with educate. You got little questions. There shouldn't be too much pressure on it. It's not an end of topic or in, in a half-termly quiz or test. It's just, you know, have a go at some questions. And I think that's what, yeah, it does help. And, and I think the whole, the whole thing about educate, it, it's designed to look, simple and friendly and not too distracting um and that, that that kind of links to that really it's just some simple questions nothing too nothing too important yeah absolutely i totally agree it's not intimidating it's um the right balance between academic and calming and approachable you know it feels accessible it feels um you know unthreatening and not like an exam or a test. So I, I completely agree with that. We do loads and loads of stuff about the InDesign. So 
they don't get any red stuff if it's wrong they just get some positive things if it's right mm-hmm. sort of quick and they get now they get an explanation of the question and the answer every single time so every time they get an answer wrong they say actually this is how this is the reason the answer is this mm-hmm. without their knowledge yeah it's just it's just a really nice thing to be um to be, to be kind of building really well it's increasing that teacher capacity as well by giving the child that feedback that usually a teacher would have to sit and go through with the child after submitting their piece of homework and additionally like I think about I can remember myself at school when I was really cautious handing in a piece of homework that I I thought wasn't great and I didn't want my friends to know or the piece of paper got really scrumpled up on my way to school or something whereas it's it's it, it feels a lot more secure and private and um, you kind of feel a bit more trust that it's just between you and your teacher, which might make you feel more confident to have a go or yeah, not Google the answers. <laughs> the yeah. thing that they can do, they can, if, if they get the answer wrong, they can like query. So they can send a message to the teacher saying, I thought I got this right. Can I have the mark? And then the teacher, it gives the opportunity for the teacher to say, actually, it's, it's the, re- it's, this is the reason. And that's the reason. So there is a bit of dialogue. So you might, you will probably see a few of those questions every, every quiz, but it doesn't mean that the teacher, you know, the teacher can just do it. Yeah. Sunday night. How's the homework gone? Just answer a few queries, check it out, get the, get the data I need. What do I need to do this week from teaching? Put it into their planner and off they go. Um, my, my wife's a teacher, it's, she's secondary English and I know it's not like, there's a lot of marking, isn't there? So, so and there's a lot of kind of practical admin that 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 takes the energy away from the teacher and that energy could be used by that teacher to come to add some spark into a lesson that might not which they might not have actual actual learning wise is creating a huge um working model of the coliseum is that actually improving knowledge or is it just a lovely activity that you've done at home with your family is you should do do you know what i mean And, and that is what primary homework it becomes in some essence when it's not just reading or when it's not reading spelling whatever it yep. should be family time it should be developing having fun together shouldn't it and there's no getting away from the curricular the curriculum at key stage two and then more so at key stage three and even more so at gcse but they they need to know things mm-hmm. the children need to know things particularly in in science you need to know stuff in order to understand things and needs to apply the knowledge and with English you need to practice the skills and even in English you need to know lots of things like you can't answer it if you've got a if you're learning about Lord of the Flies you need to know who all the characters are you need to know where it's set you need to know why it was set there you need to know what themes are you, there's lots of knowledge that you need to do and and this is an easy way to build that knowledge absolutely I think it sounds incredibly exciting and um I can really see the benefit it's already having and will have to so many teachers, parents and pupils. Well, yeah, we have seen um, across quite a number of schools that we've done some analysis with that um, the children who use Educate More are achieving better Progress 8 scores wow. quite noticeably. So it's about a grade higher. So if they do more than about 500 Educate questions a year, they, they tend to get like between 0.8 and a grade higher Progress 8. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and that shows, and that kind of progress like controls for kind of ability as well in a way, doesn't it? So it's it's good to see that it just builds their knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you for joining us today, Charlie. Your insights are really valuable and it's so wonderful to see how the educate secondary model is going to be filtering into primary and everything it can do to support practitioners and leaders there. Yeah, well, um, no, it's been a pleasure, really. I, I mean, I could talk about it all day, so... It, mm. We'll put the um, link to Educate in the um, episode description, and you can also find more information about Educate on their website and the Twink website as well. Great. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Leaders Podcast. Join us again for more SLT and subject leadership conversations, or follow Twinkle SLT and Twinkle Subject Leads on our socials.